FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by life coach and author Mark Fennell. Hello. Hello and thanks for having me as always. Always great to chat, Louise. It's always great to have you on and you've released your brand new book, Breakthrough, Practical Steps for Moving from Stuck to Unstoppable. Do we always know when we're stuck? That's a great question. Um, I can't believe the book is here, but here we are. Um, (laughs) It looks amazing. The thing about it is, I always say it like this, and I do mention this in the book, is that I I, I open up the book and I say, how are you really? Because sometimes we need to ask ourselves that very question. And emotions are like... Do you ever see like the radar on, on a ship, you know, and you see little something gets pinged on the radar and it's like, we don't know what that is, but there's something pinging. Our emotions are like that. They, they don't, should we say, always direct where we want to go. They don't always show us what's wrong, but we feel a certain way and we know if we want that feeling or not. So, for example, if someone is feeling I'm just not content or I just feel like I've lost my spark or I feel a bit low or I just don't feel as happy as I used to, all of those emotions are telltale signs that something's not right. And so our emotions are, I suppose, the first indicator that something's up, that we might be stuck. And so when stuck, how do we know we're stuck? When we're not feeling, shall we say, as happy as one could be or we're feeling a little bit low or we feel a little bit, we're, we're just kind of coasting along through life. And then we just kind of say, well, look, I don't know what will change this, but I know that something needs to change. That's the starting point. That's when you know maybe you're a little bit stuck. And stuck is never, you know, should we say permanent? But if you don't do anything about it, it can become quite a long time. So I suppose how we're feeling generally overall. Now, we all have down days. We all have off stressful moments and different things. But overall, if we're not feeling fully ourselves or fully happy in life, well, then it's a sign. It's like the radar ping something's up let's have a look and see what's going on how do we end up stuck is that maybe not following a dream or not following something that you would have liked to have done but just was like oh it's impossible you know that's a great point because sometimes what happens with people is sometimes it's a big climactic moment like as i talked in the in the book you know some people where they go through divorce or they get a diagnosis at a young age they never saw coming or a job loss or whatever it might be or a friendship fallout and i cover all of those topics so those kind of big things that can cause us to get stuck or derail us. But then there's just that we're going along through life and for no apparent big reason, we just lose our, our our spark. You know, we lose our mojo in life and we're like, you know, I just don't know what's going on. You know, I've seen it before where people come out of college and they go, yeah, I've studied, I did my degree, but I don't want to do that kind of career now. Oh no, what do I do? You know, that can happen. Or midlife, people have worked a job for 10 years and then they're thinking, I don't want to do this anymore, you know, or someone's just gone about through life. They're kind of happy out with most things. But if you ask them, you know, do you have a sense of direction in life? They go, I don't know, you know, where I'm going. And sometimes uh, it can be an identity issue, which is something I touch on, not knowing who we are and kind of what's our purpose, you know, and it's a big word purpose. I don't always think sometimes we kind of it gets more attention than it should when people say, what's the purpose of life? What am I all about? Where am I going? You know, they're big questions, but sometimes they're simple answers. You know, your purpose this year might be different from your purpose next year. Your purpose is never always a constant either. So that's something to be in mind. So we can get stuck for many reasons, um, to be honest. I definitely experienced that college one because I came out of college, I'd done my degree, I had had my diploma, I went into a diploma as well, and then I was in retail and I kind of, as I explain it now to my friends, I kind of had a blip where I didn't like yeah. like that. It was just like, what, what now? Like, is this it? Is this what I'm doing? And it was very much, yeah. I, I felt that in the book when I was reading as well. Oh, I was like, that was my moment. That was when it was like, you're either taking this road or this road. And it's kind of, I suppose, working through that and trying to figure out what do you do next, isn't it? 
It is. And what I find is, you see, and this happens at any age, as I say, that you've got the person who goes through the midlife crisis and they realize, oh, I'm old, older now. Um, I'm going to try and relive my younger younger years. So, you know, the, t- the stereotypical, like, buy the leather jacket, get the motorbike mm-hmm. scenario. You know? <laughs> so we can go through these moments at any stage and we can go through different time, different chapters. And so it can happen, you know, more than once where we kind of, I suppose, you know, you've, you've heard the kind of cliche of I'm going to find myself, yeah. you know, but it is kind of a, a find yourself or, or self-awakening moment, if you want to call it that. But here's what happens when we go through this, it's it's what we do next is the most important thing because being honest with yourself is key. A lot of people will say, well, I've studied that, so that means I have to do that, you know, and they may not feel all in on it. And then they end up doing it. And then six years later, they're thinking, I really don't like this. But then now they're that little bit older again. So, you know, they might be thinking, I can't go back to college. So it's good to be self-aware. It's a sign of emotional intelligence as well. But be self-aware and say, do you know what? Am I actually happy? And it's okay if I'm not, so let's do something about it. The worst thing to do is to settle and not listen to yourself. It's because that blip on the radar will Mm -hmm. only get louder and the feelings will only get more compounded over time. If you hate a job, you know, two years in, you're going to, if you stay there, you know, and 10 years later, you're going to despise that job. It'll be soul destroying. And the same is true for friendships and the same is true for relationships. Some friendships are like seasonal. You're, you're, You're with that friend growing up and, but then as you get older, you know, values might change and direction might change. And then you just kind of start to drift because you're just not connecting what once caught, uh, connected you. And it's okay to, to be like that. Just be honest with yourself is key. That's where it all starts. You know, asking yourself, how am I really? <laughs> Can we sometimes be embarrassed to admit that we are stuck? I think so. I think the ego we all have, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't like to admit that we're stuck because admitting we're stuck means what we may potentially have made a mistake or we're doing the wrong thing or we're failing at life, which is not true. But we can kind of think, well, I can't tell anyone this. Sometimes there is, um, shall we say, you know, I want to, I know one gentleman, he had, he was very, very well, you know, should we say respected in the finance, finance sector. And he did very well in that sector. But he just said, you know, I'm good at what I do. I'm successful at it and everyone knows me for it. I've made you know, quite a quite a good um, uh, income from it. But I just don't want to do that anymore. It doesn't fulfill me anymore. And he said, if I change career, though, people will think I'm having a breakdown or something, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he, he stayed in that job. Um, I mean, he was quite high up in it, but he stayed in that job for quite a long time. And it only got worse over time because he said, I'm embarrassed to say that what I actually want to do is I actually want to because he had started a charity within his time or working and he said i just want to work in that charity and he said it's not about the money anymore and he says but people might think that's that's failing but he said for me that's all i want to do that's what brings me actual fulfillment and he had a total career change and he was hesitant to do it because he said what will people think i'm giving away all this career taking obviously a salary cut although he was well off anyway to go and work in this charity what will people think of me? And you know what? He stayed there long enough because he felt embarrassed and shame. And I think sometimes we have to say, well, you know what? Forget what people think. Yeah. You know, there's no golden path or this is the path to be on and every other path is, is shortcomings. No, you've got to stay in your lane. Find what gives, you know, floats your boat and go for it, you know, and, and, and that's where it's at. And that would be my advice for anyone and say, like some people might say, oh, listen, I have this career that I could potentially go on well, yeah, I want to start my own business and it might be a struggle for a couple of years. Well, if that's what your heart is calling you to do and you're able to do it, go do it. Because the worst thing, and there's a book that says the regrets of the dying and it lists out five top regrets of people who basically were interviewed in their last years. 
And one of the regret was, um, you know, should have pursued my heart's desires more, gone after what I wanted to do more, as opposed to listening to and doing what everyone else or society would have me do. You know, sometimes you got to just pursue, you know, sounds probably cliche or a little bit, you know, but you got to pursue your dreams because you might end out one day regretting that you didn't. 100%. You have to follow the joy in life, I think, whatever that is for you. Yeah, I mean, mm. we've obviously got responsibilities along the way, but, you know, I've yet to see the person that regretted leaving a job they didn't like. Mm. I've yet to see a person that regretted starting their own business. I've yet to see a person, you know, ask that person out on a date with the risk of them saying no, you know. I've yet to see them regret that because the worst thing would be to do nothing and stay where you're at. That's the worst thing. And that is a version of stuck. What were your reasons for putting this book together? That's a great question, Louise. I tell you why, because I've always wanted to write a book, to be fair. And I, I mean, look, I'm doing this over 20 years. It was quite a long, quite a long <laughs> time, but you get to see patterns, you know, and I've said this before, like it doesn't matter who the person is or what background they have or where they're coming from, but you get to see that, the, the, I suppose the human condition, there's a lot of things that we, limiting beliefs, you know, I've seen limiting beliefs for people who've had incredible wealth and they had limiting beliefs. And I've seen the exact same limiting beliefs with someone who's just out of college and wanting to go into a, find a career that they just don't know what they want. Uh, the same limiting beliefs. So I've seen patterns and I said, if I can just put that in a book, I know it will resonate with a lot of people. And so when Gil Publishing reached out to me and said, we would love to, you know, to work with you on a book. Are you up for it? And I said, absolutely. And I have the idea. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where it came from, you know. So I've always known that because I, what I always, I love books, right? And I didn't always love books, but I love books, you know, since my early 20s when I started to read kind of the psychology, self-help books and so forth. I kind of found these are really helpful. And it's the book I wish I had. And it's a book I saw that I wish I could have given lots of clients or people over the years. And I said, you know, this book will reach more people than I ever will. And that was the whole background to the book. It's like having the coach within the covers of a book. That's mm -hmm. the starting point, at least. It's very accessible information, but also you have like little exercises as well. So once you've kind of finished a chapter or finished a part, you can almost even learn more about yourself from those exercises as well, which I thought was a great idea. Yeah, I mean, like the questions, I, I wanted it to be easy to do, easy to read, easy to do, but yet give you results. And so the questions that are there, they can be simple, but when you really start asking yourself, and they obviously progress as the chapters progress, and every chapter builds on the last. And there's different tools and exercises in there, which is very practical. Um, but what I find is the questions really get you thinking. You know, um, like when was the last time that you felt you had your spark? And that really prompts people to think and go, you know, was it last week? Was it last year? Was it 10 years ago? You know, I worked with one client and uh, she had done a business masters and all sorts of things. And she goes, I just don't like the business I'm in. You know, the world of business doesn't interest. I'm not into it. So I said, when was the last time you really kind of were happy out in life? And she said, when I was about 10, <laughs> right? <laughs> and she said, I was playing with my dolls. I always remember I used to love playing with my dolls. She said, I even I still that. have them in the attic in her, apartment, in her home. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, I always love playing with dolls. She's like, I could never throw them out. Like everywhere I went, they came. And I said, that's mad. And I said, what was, anyway, here's what happened. Fast forward the story. I basically got talking to her and we kind of looked at the attributes of what made her kind of come alive, right? Mm. And what she loved about it. She said, I love the kind of style and, and loved all the, you know, the kind of the role and how the dolls would look and all, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fast forward. She's now a a buyer for one of the top uh, retail stores <laughs> that are well known in the UK and Ireland. 
And uh, she went, so she went into the world of fashion and wow. that's how she got her spark back, which is fascinating because she was going down a completely different route. Yeah, you wouldn't even realize it until you kind of start asking your question or asking yourself the questions and kind of going inside yeah. a little bit more. Like you wouldn't, that wouldn't even twig anything with you. You'd no, just like, oh, yeah, like, that was fun. you may not go back as far as that, you know, you yeah. might only go back a year or two or five, whatever. But the whole idea with the book is that you start asking yourself uh, these questions to become self-aware and it's to expand your emotional intelligence, self-awareness. But it's also to let you see that, you know, most people, to be fair, they never reach their full potential of what they're actually capable of. Um, I, I put it like this. Do you remember Men in Black when they had the zapper that would make you forget what yes. just happened? They, yeah. You know, well, I always say, imagine if we had a zapper that made you forget all the negative stuff that was ever said to you, all the negative stuff you ever said to yourself. Imagine if we had a zapper that would delete all of that up until this very moment what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised people really change their mindset. Oh, well, I do this and I go for that and I'd probably start this. You, and then you stay, start to reflect on the things that they didn't do because of these limiting beliefs or negative, the inner critic and so forth. So I always say, you know, the book is to kind of jaunt your mindset into an area of, you know, thinking outside the box and who knows what you're capable of. I've seen people come from nothing to become incredibly successful people, you know? So what I'm saying is the biggest person that holds us back is are generally ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the book really highlights that. 100%. The book is Breakthrough. It's by Gill Books. Mark Fennell, how can people keep up to date with everything you're doing? Yeah, well, listen, I, I, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm very partial to the gram. So markfennell.ie on Instagram. And then obviously my website, if you want to reach out for events or otherwise, it's markfennell.ie. Excellent. Mark Fennell, thank you so much. And congratulations on the book. And thank you for having me as always.